Amen. You may be seated. This morning at River Rock Bible Church, we're going to do something a little bit different than our normal message. Uh, We're about halfway through our ministry year. We're a little bit over halfway through. Our ministry year runs from September to August, and we thought this would be a great time to have an update from the elders as to what's happening with our church, where we're going, where we've been, all the things that God has done uh, before we head into the summer. And our hope was that we'd get to do this with everyone before they took off for the summer, but it looks like a lot of people already did. So, uh, but that's why we put it online so that people can catch up later. We just want to encourage you and let you know what God is doing uh, through your faithfulness and through your continued faithfulness. We began this year uh, the same way we begin every year. We focused in on our mission and our vision, and our vision is to reach every man, woman, and child with the life-changing reality of Jesus Christ. That's what we do. Our desire is to reduce the lostness of our city, the city of Georgetown, that when we leave this earth, we'd be able to say that there are more men, women, and children who know Jesus Christ because River Rock Bible Church existed uh, than, than before we showed up. So that's our vision. And we said if we're going to do that this year, we needed to focus in on one thing, and that was making disciples. And we said we're going to make disciples, and we're going to start with ourselves. We're going to start by being discipled ourselves. And uh, the elders went through a long process of figuring out, okay, how is it that we're going to have this process of helping people move through the process of discipleship? And that's when we came up with connect, grow, serve, and reach, that we want people to connect to God and to other people. And we think the best place that that happens is on a Sunday morning. And so we said, hey, we we need to make sure that that we're encouraging our people to help their friends connect with River Rock Bible Church on a Sunday morning and connect with God through worship. And then we said we want them to grow, and we believe that happens best through community groups. Life happens in circles and not in rows. It happens around dinner tables. It happens around coffee tables, not sitting in a row. And so we want to provide a place for you to go where you can be encouraged by other people, where you can also be challenged to grow, uh, where you can celebrate the good things in life and where you can work through the difficult things in life together. And then we want to encourage people to serve. This includes using your time, talents, and treasures to serve not just the church, but in the name of Jesus Christ in the community under the banner of our church. And lastly, we want to empower you to reach other people. And you, if you remember, not long ago, we went through a study called Contagious, where we learned how to share our faith in a very easy and simple way and how we can continue to have these conversations. So these are just some of the things that we've done so far this year. What we're going to do this morning is each one of our elders is going to come, and they've uh, prepared to speak about some of the different things that we've done. Uh, we're going to hear about our discipleship, evangelism, and outreach. We're going to hear about our missions team. We're going to hear about a future location and things that are happening there. And then we're also going to hear about the budget. And then I'll come back and share a little bit from uh, a little bit more from Scripture about where God is taking us as we head into summer and as we head into the next year. So at this time, I want to bring up Jerry Peterson to share with us um, about outreach, evangelism, and discipleship. Thank, Thank you. you, Charlie. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be part of this church, God's church. It's a pleasure to be a privilege to be one of the elders at this church. Uh, there are five of us total, and, and uh, Charlie is always on the elder board. But I'd just like to explain or convey to you a few of the things that are happening with the outreach, evangelism, and discipleship that we've had this year so far at uh, River Rock. The next, uh, or the first thing that I want to show you is that we had an outreach at the courthouse Christmas Eve 
and Christmas Eve was a, a, a packed crowd that showed up downtown, outreaching to everybody in the community from wherever they came from, if they were visiting for Christmas or whatever, invited to church at the courthouse. It was a beautiful scene, and uh, it was a packed crowd. The, uh, the next one I want to tell you about is, is the, the uh, uh, Easter egg hunt we had just back here uh, a month or so ago. And that was in the village, in the village park back here. And that was a very, very well-attended affair as well. That was uh, outreach to the community. The gospel was, was uh, uh, in, a, in a great way, presented to all the children and all the adults uh, as they sat around and, and listened. And uh, it's done through the process of opening eggs and, and telling of what was inside and what the meaning of, the, of what was inside uh, of those eggs. It was the it was uh, uh, the gospel was was presented very clearly to to, to kids and and to adults. The next is the uh, uh, Mother's Day event that happened here, where where children uh, and and uh, mothers of uh, servicemen that were deployed or single mothers, uh, their children came and the the children were were helped uh, to make uh, picture frames. Uh, for the mothers, uh, a great event, a lot of uh, opportunities for for uh, a service in our in our church uh, of the of the men and the women that helped as well. And you see some great pictures of of folks there that uh, you may know, and, uh, and now they know that River Rock is a church that is serving the community, uh, serving through reaching out, reaching out to them. The next is uh, I'm going to talk about. Um, if you would, uh, the salvations. If, we, if you haven't heard yet, this year we've been praying for 21 salvations for Christ uh, to occur through God's power. Thirteen of those have already occurred. Uh, they are great. They are adults. They are children that are, that are praying. We've had children that have come to their parents and said, I want to pray to God that he would come into my heart and live, and, and that I want to trust him uh, for my salvation. And it's been a special, special time to hear those stories. Uh, also stories of, of older adults that have prayed to come to Christ as well because they've been lost in their, in their adulthood, uh, not knowing what to do, and uh, being led back uh, to Christ in that way. Very, very powerful. In our discipleship groups, because discipleship is such a big, uh, a big themed event here, uh, we've had 36 people go through discipleship already this year. 36 people, and more discipleship groups are being formed, uh, so you can sign up for them uh, as they get uh, organized. Uh, discipleship is where you lead somebody through uh, a book of the Bible or, or in, in, a, in a, uh, a scene where they can ask questions. You can answer the questions. If you can't answer the questions, we go right to the source. Uh, ask God in prayer, or we ask Charlie as well uh, for for the answers there. Uh, discipleship is is very very meaningful, and we want to multiply discipleship in this church. We want somebody to have discipled you, and then we want you, as you finish, to go and disciple somebody else. That way, everybody, man, woman, and child, in the greater Georgetown area. May, may hear or will hear the story about Jesus 
and have their life changed. Um, is there another one? Well, if you read this with me, then Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven. That's Jesus on, on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. He didn't suggest these things. He commanded us to do those things, and that's why we do them. And remember, he is with you always, even to the end of the age. So when he comes back, we need to be ready. We need to, be, we need to know that we've done our part, done a, uh, we finished the, the race, and that uh, he will be happy with us uh, in, his, in his coming back and getting us. Okay, I think I'm going to turn it over to our next uh, presenter, and that's Jared Bush. Thank you very much. Hey, guys. I could talk a little bit about missions. Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 tells us um, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we decided to take a more serious role in world missions this year. So we put together a team of people just to figure out where we would serve in this capacity. Um, and we landed on back-to-back ministries. And what they do is they deal with orphan care. And more specifically, we are focusing our efforts in Mazatlan, Mexico. And it's a great fit for us because we can kind of build a long-term relationship with back-to-back. It's an easy trip for us to get involved with. You don't need any special skills. So anybody can go on these trips. Anybody can get involved. And it's dealing with orphans. And those are people that Jesus, we know, has a special place in his heart for. Um, So... Um, I'm going to play a quick video um, right off the bat from Meredith Schumann. I think she's from Georgetown initially. Her and her family have recently moved to Mazatlan to serve there permanently. Um, her husband's a doctor, and so they're going to help. They, they move their five kids there, too, to help provide medical care for these orphans there. So if you go ahead and play that video quick. Hi, y'all. It's so Great to hear from you, and I can't wait to see you in July. Meredith Schumann here from Back to Back Ministries. I'm actually in Seattle right now with my girls as we renew visas and see some supporting churches while we're here. But our hearts are in Mexico right now, and we can't wait to see you there. We're so thankful for the time, energy, and money that you're carving out to make the trip, and we can't wait to see some of you again and then meet some of you for the first time. We're super thankful to be partnering with your church. It just means so much to us. We're super excited to see how God is going to be moving in you and through you as you're here, or not here, in Mexico, and yeah, we're just excited, excited, thankful. Um, Yeah, God's at work, you guys. He is at work. His hand is moving. He's doing amazing things, and I can't wait for you to, to see and to experience the blessing of Joining, we just want to join hands with you as we all seek to serve these kids in Jesus' name. And I, I have a story for you I'd like to share. So uh, my family and I were at one of the children's homes on Mother's. It just happened to be Mother's Day, and so I kind of noticed um, we were there for a while, just hanging out, and I kind of noticed there was one of the girls was crying, and so I went to check it out, see what's going on, and um, of course. The house mom, Jeannie, was there and uh, just loving on this girl and 
caring for her and attending to her needs. It was just a really precious moment. I just stepped away. And later, Jeannie came up to me and just said one thing. She said, it's Mother's Day. And man, y'all, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. The, the reality of how difficult it is for these kids to face another Mother's Day without their biological mother with them, present in their lives. And so the miracle and the cool thing and the amazing way that God's hand is moving is that she does have a mother. She has a mother that's, that's functioning in, as, as any way, in every way that a mother can function in her life, taking care of um, basic needs and, and tender moments and all those things that, that a mother does. And, of course, there's a house dad, too. And, and the fact that this exists is because of partnerships like yours and resources that are, that are poured into just um, having a house and, and food to eat. And, and then there's also resources like psychologists and social workers and educational specialists that's just pour, pouring into these kids. And so that is a miracle. And, and it's amazing because cause God is using all of us together to meet the needs of these kids. So, so that is amazing, and God is doing amazing stuff. Of course, there's prayer requests with all of that. Um, we would like to ask, would you pray for the kids that we serve? Pray for them that as they not only face Mother's Day, but every day uh, without the reality of biological parents in their lives and how painful that is, how challenging it is, please pray for these, for these kids in that. And would you please pray for our caregivers, the house parents, uh, other caregivers in their lives, they have a super hard job as they come along these kids during very challenging times to just be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so those are prayer requests. Those are some miracles. So many more to share with you along the way. Can't wait to see you in July. God bless you guys. We're praying for you. All right, so we have a team going July 1st through the 7th. Um, there were originally 16 people on the team. We're now down to 14. We had two people that had to back out. So we have two openings, and they're partially funded. So if finances are a concern for you, um, please don't let that stop you. If you feel like you've got nothing to give, don't let that stop you. Um, a lot of these kids, it's hard for them to understand how a God can love them so much and have them go through these circumstances. So a lot of the times it's just spending time loving these kids, just playing ball with them, um, telling them that somebody cares. So um, if you feel called to join the team at all, please talk to me or Christy Liner. She's in the back. Um, so far, we've raised um, 18000 of the 22000 needed to go, and that's, that's because of you guys. Um, we had a garage sale that everybody pitched in for that raised over $800. We had a, a barbecue that raised $1,800. A lot of you guys bought tickets and helped serve the band. Um, the worship team went out and played that day. Um, and a lot of you guys have provided support to the members going. So thank you. Um, please help us continue um, to go by praying for us. If, you've, if you want to join the team, we would love to have you join the team. We're probably going to be gathering some, pl- some supplies before we go to, but please, um, at the minimum, the best thing that you can do is pray for these kids. Encourage the people that are going on this team. Um, I've got one quick story. Um, Angela and Maddie Pinker- Pinkerton are going, um, a mother-daughter team that are going, and I-, I called her yesterday, and I said, why are you guys going on this trip? And she said, well, a couple of years ago, Maddie was at a, she was at a camp, and she heard Jesus talk to her, and she, he said to her, he said, I want you to work for me. 
Um, and man, I, I don't know how many of you have heard directly from God, but it is an amazing thing. But it's still easy to say, well, I'm too scared to do what you call me to do. So, um, but Maddie, she took that seriously. And she, they were looking for opportunities to help serve God. And they saw this opportunity and they jumped on it. And, you know, Angela talked to me about fears that she had about raising finances and um, about being able to say what God wants them to say and not speaking from themselves, but allowing God to speak through them. But Simply by being obedient in this area, Angela told me that her relationship with God and Jesus have grown, and they haven't even been to Mazatlan yet. Just in the process of stepping out in obedience to God, of asking God to faithfully provide for them financially, and seeing him do so has strengthened their relationship with God. It's allowed them opportunities to talk to friends and neighbors that they wouldn't normally talk to, talk to about Jesus by talking about the mission trip and asking about fundraising and things like that. So that's just a quick story um, of encouragement. Um, we're seeing people's lives changed already, um, and we haven't even gone to Mazatlan yet. So now I'm going to turn it over to Jason Dean. Um, I get the, the task of talking to you guys about our, our current location, um, our future location, and, and uh, w- what that looks like um, for us. Um, as we're putting the first slide up there, guys, th- there's no doubt in my mind that um, we are here at Village Elementary, um, exactly where God um, knew where he wanted us, um, no question, because a lot of time and prayer and effort went into um, when we had seven or eight families um, that were the core membership of, of moving River Rock Bible Church to Georgetown, um, we were praying for our future location. Where, where was that going to be? And uh, there, there's no question in my mind we're exactly where um, God wanted us to be. Um, there, there's no question in my mind that, that God has our future um, location already picked out, and he knows um, where he wants us to be. Um, we we want to be prepared um, when that time comes and when God makes that known to us. Um, we want to be prepared and have a um, a start on um, uh, making sure that uh, making sure that that happens. Um, a verse that I wanted to read to you real quick from Acts um, 17.26 says, From one man he has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of, the, of where they live. Um, that's just, um, you know, ties back into what I, what I was saying. I, I fully believe, um, our elder board fully believes that, that God has a plan um, for River Rock Bible Church. Um, what are we looking for um, in a new location? Um, price range. Um, obviously, um, we, we've got to be able to afford it. Um, square footage, um, we, we need a place um, where we can grow. Um, I'm going to talk about what, what we think that looks like a little bit. Um, parking, um, has, has, that's something that I didn't even think about um, as we started in on this process. Um, but parking has been a big challenge. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit of kind of what that looks like um, for our new location. And then the actual location um, of the new church. What, what, you know, how important is that? What, what are we thinking there? Again, um, our elder board just trying to be transparent um, to you guys and, and kind of what we think. Um, obviously, we, we um, welcome your suggestions. Um, we welcome your comments on um, have, have we thought about this because we might not have, you know, and, and there's a lot more um, people out there that are a lot more familiar um, with this kind of thing than I am. I've bought, um, <laughs> I've bought three homes um, in, my, in my life. Um, that's about all the, the uh, real estate knowledge I have. Um, I'm a football coach by trade, so if we, we want to line up offense and defense, I can I can help you with that. But picking out a new church home, maybe not so much. Um, uh, price range. Um, currently, um, we're paying uh, almost four thousand dollars a month. Um, is kind of what our our price range is um, for this space. Um, 
in our budget right now, it would be difficult for us to afford um, much more than that, okay? Um, so, so as we're thinking about, um, you know, a new location, that's, that's kind of where we're at um, right now, okay? Um, the, the next thing, um, square footage. Right now, this room is, a, is, is roughly 2,100 square feet, and I'm talking about from curtain to curtain, okay, not the entire room, but kind of what we use um, are about 2,100 square feet. Um, our stage area um, is roughly 550 square feet for, for a total of about 2,700 square feet for worship area, okay? And you guys can see um, on Easter, um, this space was completely full, all right? Um, so if we want to grow, um, then we need to look at a, at a space a, a little bit bigger than this one, okay? Um, but that, that kind of gives you an idea um, of what we're looking at um, for space. Um, we have five rooms um, that we use right now for children's ministry. Um, we feel like that we're looking for a space somewhere in the neighborhood of, of between 5,000 all the way up to 9,000 square feet. Now, we would love to have 15,000 square feet, but just in our price range, that's kind of what we're thinking. Um, somewhere between nine, um, five to 9,000 square feet is where we would like to move. Something that, that is not in um, this necessarily, but something that I think is important um, if we could give our pastors um, an office space. Um, right now, um, obviously, we don't have um, any type of office space um, that, our, that our pastors can use on a weekly basis to do any type of counseling um, that they may need to, uh, may need to do, um, any type of um, just a quiet place to sit down and prepare um, you know, for that. I know um, Charlie and Stephen both, both love going to the coffee shop, and that's a great outreach uh, for them to be able to do that. But um, I can also imagine um, it would be tough for me to get my game plan um, ready every week at the coffee shop. I'm going to get lots of suggestions. Um, for people um, with that. Um, just some of the things um, that we've looked at. I've got some pictures here. I just drove by um, and took some, um, took some uh, pictures of, of places that, um, that we've actually been to, um, walked into the space, looked at it with a realtor. Um, we, we have a couple gentlemen here in town that are, that are willing to help um, with that. Um, uh, this is a retail space. Um, I know the front of that doesn't look very good, but there's actually a big space you know, in, in, on the inside of that that was right around 5,000 square feet is something that we looked at. Go ahead and go to the next one. Um, don't, don't let this one worry you t um, too much. Um, we, we, had, we had grand um, visions um, for this place, um, but, but th this place was actually the one that we talked to the church about, uh, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago um, or something. We asked you to pray um, for parking. Um, the, the tin building, I mean, all that stuff is cosmetic. We can make that look a lot better. You know, obviously the inside of it was going to have to be completely gutted, um, and start completely over with. Um, but, but it was something that we thought we could afford. Okay. The square footage, um, was going to match. Um, and now the third spoke, um, maybe to that wheel, um, the parking, um, the parking here, um, was, was not an option. Um, we thought it might could be, there was a lot, um, next door that we were hoping that we could, um, rent, um, you know, at, a, at an affordable price or, or possibly even gift um, to the church. It, that ended up not working out. So um, the, the, about the 12 spaces um, that you see here for parking, that, that was about it. So um, that, that one, you know, was out. Um, th this particular property um, is coming up for sale or maybe is currently for sale right now. We knew, again, through our realtor um, connection, we knew that that was going to happen. Um, again, I, I realize that doesn't look like a church. Okay, but, but we thought that we could, um, you know, with, with paint and dressing it up and, you know, changing some things there, we thought that would also be an option. Um, turns out God closed that door um, and ended up going to somebody else, and so, you know, we moved on um, to the next one. Parking at this one um, was going to be limited, but it's right next to a place that we thought we were going to be able to work out a parking agreement that has a ton of parking um, that was going to be able to let us, you know, use their parking on a Sunday because they're not using it, you know, on a Sunday. So, um, again, we're, we're exploring all options there. 
Um, this is the old bingo hall um, that's right out um, just, just past Sun City. Um, parking at this particular place was really good. Um, there, there was plenty of parking um, that was going to be there. The square footage was right on the minimum of what we thought that it was going to take. Um, the price range was at the very top of what we thought um, that we could um, be able to afford. Um, right now, we, we think just in, again, our limited knowledge, back and forth talking with, with uh, finance folks and stuff like that, we think we're looking at a spot somewhere maybe between $800,000 and $1.2 million, okay? Um, that gives you an idea of what a space like this, okay, is going to cost. That, that, to me, for an old farm boy, that seems like an awful lot of money um, for that, and, and I know it is. Um, but, I mean, that's what, that's what real estate in Georgetown costs, okay? Um, and so that's obviously something that we're thinking about. So as you're out there looking, you know, you think you've got some great ideas for that, um, again, we welcome those, um, but man, you know, Charlie, look at this great space that we found. It's three point five million dollars. Well, that's that's not going to be an option, you know, for us, um, at least at this point. Um, parking. Um, let's let's visit about that real quick. Um, currently, we have right at one hundred and five slots. Um, I tried to count that um, just through Google Earth, um, zooming down and counting what we have here. Um, that that could be um, ten more, ten less. I'm not real sure, but. Uh, that kind of gives you a little picture there um, of where we're at um, with parking. But right now we have roughly 105 spots. Um, the research um, that Charlie was able to do, just talking to other pastors and, and what that's going to look like, um, we think we need about 175 to 200 spaces. Okay, um, that, That's going to allow us to grow into two services with around 200 people in each service. Okay, At Easter, when we were here, we had, what, Charlie, 147, 140 people in this room and it was completely full we're hoping with a little bit bigger space we could get up to 200 people you know in our worship service all right um and and um and then eventually grow that now to two services but for that all to work out we need um somewhere in the neighborhood of 175 to 200 parking places for that to be able to work all right um the last thing here about location um is Although, and this is, actually, this is actually where the church would be, okay, although we think location is important, um, it's not the most important thing. We, we've, got to, we've got to feel those first three things that we talked about from the price range, the square footage, and the parking um, have all got to trump exactly where the location would be. Um, now, obviously, we, we don't want to move our church to Temple. Um, we don't want to move our church to Round Rock. Um, we want to be in Georgetown, um, but, the, but we're, we're searching over the entire city um, and the land surrounding the city. Um, of where that would be. Um, kind of when we moved um, to Georgetown, we felt like as, as our board, um, not our board, but our um, families that were a part of our um, initial group, we felt like we wanted to be over on the west side, you know, somewhere. Um, but that, that's not restricting us to looking at places right now, um, even on the east side um, of Georgetown. We want to find um, the spot that matches those other three things. Um, and then, you know, hopefully um, that location um, will be something desirable. Um, what is your part? How can you help us um, in, in this process, um, number one thing obviously is is uh, we need your prayers. Um, we need you to pray um, specifically um, for our church location. God, where where is it um, that, that that you have? I, I fully understand that. Um, God God already knows what that's going to look like, and He already knows that we're going to be able to be there. Um, you know, reveal that to us, God. What is your plan? Um, next thing is just keep your eyes and ears open um, for available um, real estate. Um, and, and share that with us. You know, feel free to email 
Um, one of the elders, email Charlie, he'll forward that to us, but, and, and we'll check it out. We have, um, again, two guys that are working with us in realtors um, that, that would be willing to uh, research that for us and see what that would look like um, for us. Um, possibly even a donor. Um, that, that is certainly not unheard of in the, in the church world, um, but, but a generous donor um, that would be willing to donate either land, building, parking, you know, whatever um, of that would um, look like. Um, bring your suggestions to our elder board. Um, about properties or ideas that you must have. Um, I'll, I'll say this, and I say this in our, in our coaching staff meetings all the time. Um, we, we, we want your suggestions. We value um, your suggestions, but you've got to be willing to submit those unconditionally. Um, just because y- your suggestion, we, we said, okay, that, we research it, and it's not a good option. You know, please don't get your feelings hurt you know, about that. Just trust that, that, uh, that we've researched that, and it's got to fit into those areas um, that we have. Um, but certainly don't get your feelings hurt about, you know, what you thought you had a great space, and it may be, um, but, but for whatever reason, it didn't work, you know, in the matrix um, that we're looking at, you know, right now. So be willing to submit um, those suggestions unconditionally and, and uh, just pray um, for our future church home. Thank you. So in giving you an update on where we are currently as a church, kind of a mid-year checkpoint, uh, we want to share with you a little bit about where we are financially as a church. If you recall, back in the uh, fall, we as a church family adopted a budget of uh, $240,000. And with that budget adoption, we as elders began to uh, we as elders began to meet on a regular basis as we have not only to pray for you, and by the way, the men that you've seen today are the people who pray for you on a regular basis. And we pray for things sometimes that we don't even have a clue what they mean, but you put them on prayer request, and uh, we pray for you, and you need to know that. So our budget was $240,000, and uh, to date we have uh, gifts year-to-date of $158,000, and we project that the giving through the end of the year will be um, $218,000. Because of the shortfall in the projected giving, uh, we as elders looked at the budget. We talked about where can we cut, uh, what efficiencies can we make, what areas, and we have amended the budget to be two hundred and. And with that amended budget, that leaves us a projected shortfall of about $15,000. Now, you as a church know that uh, we, I think, have been amazing stewards in the resources we have. Um, Currently, we have about $27,000, which 18,000 of that is earmarked toward missions, is set aside in a designated account. We also have an additional $50,000 that is set aside in a designated account, and we believe that with the shortfall by the end of the year, unless giving picks up in some way, shape, or form, that uh, we'll have a surplus in our checking, our savings account, of about $50,000. You know, Jill and I, um, who's not here today, she's doing what she believes is her most important job in life. She's being a grandma taking her new grandbaby and mom to the doctor to get checked up on this morning. Jill and I began to talk and pray about, and it's been a couple of years since we've asked this question, where are we at personally? Where are we at financially in our giving to church? Now, Jill and I are fortunate. Uh, We give 12.5% of uh, every dollar that comes into our family. We give back to the local church. I have to tell you, though, when we had a newborn, our small ones, we couldn't afford to do that. 
Um, but I will tell you this. It was when our children were small that we made a commitment to give the first 10% of everything we brought into the church. And I have to tell you, parents, somehow the math all ended up uh, well, and it worked well. And our kids have grown up, and they've survived, and they seem to be doing well. And we've increased what we have uh, given from the very beginning. Well, Jill and I have talked about it and prayed about it this past week, and we're going to make uh, a commitment to increase to our church family uh, 2% um, above what we're currently giving. Now, I'm not sharing that with you in a way to brag, because I think that would be Uh, not of the right spirit to do that. I share that with you in a way to hopefully challenge you to begin to have that conversation at your home around your dining table about how perhaps you could step it up um, a bit financially. I would also remind you that it's not necessarily equal gifts that matters, but equal sacrifice. And I hope that you guys understand the difference. Let me give you an example. There was a lady in our church Um, who wanted to be a part of the mission trip. Though she couldn't go on the mission trip because of other commitments, she wanted to see what could she do sacrificially to help raise money toward the mission trip. And in that, she came up with the idea of having a barbecue. And the idea of having a barbecue, she reached out to some friends who are in the barbecue industry, if that's the right word to use, and said, hey, could you come do the barbecue stuff? And we want to make this in such a way that she, uh, she said, we want to make this in such a way that I personally pay for it all, all myself. And what this young mom did is she worked extra shifts at work to offset the cost for the mission trip barbecue. And you heard a while ago that we raised $1,800, right? So for her, maybe there wasn't a percentage increase that she could give. But my friends, that was more than equal sacrifice. And so I really want to challenge you as we look at our budget. And by the way, I'm not discouraged by our budget. I'm not discouraged by where we are. As long as we continue to reach young families and new families for Jesus Christ, we're going to continue to struggle financially as a church. I just want you to know that ahead of time. And I'm completely okay with that, and your elders are completely okay with that. But I do want to challenge you. How can you step up? What can that um, increase be for you and your family financially, or what could that equal sacrifice be? I want to share with you a verse. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says this, Remember this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he decides in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity, but for a God who loves a cheerful giver. So this is an update to you from your elders on the current status of our church and where we're going in the direction we have. And now the pastor gets the final two minutes uh, to close out this morning's service. Would you like how I said two minutes? Final ten minutes? Is that what he said? You give a pastor a microphone, you never know what's going to happen. Thank you, gentlemen, for sharing. Last few things that I want to share about where we are as a church are just some things that are coming up this summer. If we could just go ahead and put those up here. Uh, One of the next big things coming up, obviously, is our move on July 4th. And then we also have our our mission trip and Backyard Bible Clubs 
Uh, that's our big outreach that we do. In fact, I know many of the families that we have here at River Rock Bible Church first got connected through Backyard Bible Clubs. And in the coming weeks, we'll be sharing about how you can serve as a host home and what that means. And Lauren's going to be getting you guys all those details, and we'll start talking more about that. But please put this on your calendar and pray about being a host home. It's very low commitment. Uh, and it's a great way to reach your neighbors and get them connected to a local church. And then I believe, is there one more thing on there? Uh, July 16th, Summerfest. One of the things you'll notice is we used to do this type of meeting outside like on a Sunday night. But one of the things we decided as an elder board earlier this year is how do we uh, take up less of people's time? So we're doing more things on Sunday morning. The last couple of years we've done Summerfest on a Friday night. This year we're going to actually move it to a Sunday morning right after church on Sunday morning. So uh, some different things that we're trying to hopefully help free up more of your time and to allow you to do more ministry in your neighborhood, to spend more time with your neighbors, to spend more time with your coworkers, and less time at church meetings and less time at church functions uh, where there, there's less opportunity for you to actually engage those who don't know Christ. Um, so that is everything that's going on. And, and uh, again, I'm so grateful to serve alongside every single one of these men. Um, they, they are not paid staff members. They get up just as early as I do to pray for all of you guys, and they serve just as hard to shepherd and to pastor this church.